Welcome to Extract Talks with Dr. John podcast. Dr. John is CEO and president of Extract Lab and United Science, an industry leader in hemp, cannabis, and the extraction industry. Listen closely as Dr. John talks about his experiences, CBD extraction methodology, and the ins and outs of owning your own business. Dr. John teaches you healthy business practices, how to increase your profits, and steps to take your CBD company to a whole new level. Let's dive in. We're going to talk about operational excellence today. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's going to be a narrative. You can guys can tell I'm slacking. Actually, I'm talking to you guys a lot on the phone. And I'm like, okay, this is really energizing me because now I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. People are really talking about operational excellence. Now's the time to really think about it. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to give you a little bit of a narrative, yep. basically the, some of the tools that you would use. And we're, then we're going to back that up, of course, with uh, a presentation that's going to come up afterward yep. and some tables oh, of love the data. Tables. Gotta it's going to be good. But let me back up a little bit and tell you a little bit about my story about how I came, <laughs> became a true believer. Can, do we have any little music like piano music? Get a little sentimental music? Back, back in the olden days when I walked two miles to school. Okay, basically, here's the deal. Okay, I used to work for this little company when I got out of uh, graduate school. I worked for this little tiny company. It was great. It was 25 people, probably uh, maybe about six, seven million in sales, a small company, engineering company. And what they did was they made gas liquid separations equipment. So we extruded a, a material called Teflon AF, which was really awesome. Yep. And uh, we had all kinds of fun times there. And <laughs> I cut my teeth on basically small company culture. And yeah. it was really awesome. I had a great mentor there who just helped uh, me learn the ropes of business because I had no business background at all. But I had interest in that. Yep. Anyway, w these guys, as soon as I got there... Like within two months, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to sell the company. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> like, and so they asked me, okay, does that scare you or does that, does that concern you? I'm like, heck no, that sounds really fun. So let's do it. Yeah. Anyway, so the company bought us and <clears throat> not going to name the company, but they were, they had a big, what they called operational excellence initiative. And what that means is you, the CEO gets up in front of a bunch of analysts and they say, oh, we're operationally excellent. And so we have all these toolbox and we're pounding the pennies. Because we're in these markets that are only growing at 4 or 5%. Why are they doing that anyway? N right. Not that I'm saying that's bad, but okay, whatever. And uh, so we need to be able to compete on every level. So we need to value sell and we need to operations that are very excellent and everything. So they yeah. came in like the Imperial Stormtroopers, okay, into us. <laughs> we were like, wow, what are these guys doing here? They, they sent a team to us and we did all kinds of stuff. We did Kaisan and we did value stream mapping and okay. we leaned out the facility. It was amazing what we ended up doing there though. And... That's where I became a really true believer. We leaned out a one particular work cell and it was crazy. We had thousands and thousands of people in pieces in work in progress. This is inventory, okay? Yep. And when you think about inventory, you see the, like on the shelves at Walmart or whatever, or Target or so whatever, Walgreens or Costco, Save-On, whatever. We're not promoting whatever big box <laughs> store you want to go to. That's fine with me. I don't care. <laughs> Just... You see all the, the inventory, that's just stacks of money sitting there. And they, yep. they figured out, these retailers have figured out a way to really manage all that. And you from a manufacturing standpoint, a lot of times it, it can be inefficient. Yep. So if you use a process to really pound the pennies out of it and make sure you don't have inventory in between, build up in between, yep. that's your processes and labor and all of the issues related to cycle time, instrument uptime, yep. instrument downtime, if those are all taken care of, 
then you can actually calculate the cost of all that stuff. Okay. And when you make your changes, you can say, oh, we saved the company $200,000. Okay. And you can put a price tag. Yeah, you can put it because it costs money to have that inventory. It costs money to have all that waste. Like, and so we, had, we took a work cell that actually had thousands and thousands of pieces of whip and we brought it down to literally one, one piece of whip. Okay. And then you calculate it and you're like, wow, that's really costing us a lot of money. Okay. Yeah. It's not just that it's the soft and there's hard savings and then there's soft savings associated with uh, activities like that. So during the course of that, we also took basically the footprint and the size of the work cell and we brought it down. We probably reduced it by at least 80%. All right. So it was huge. There's yeah. people. The reason it had to be so big is because they were having the carts and they're moving around all the inventory from place, place to, to place. place. Yeah. When there's only one piece, you don't need that amount of stuff. So they gave you the the operational excellence front frontal lumbotomy. Oh, right. And they said, oh, okay, you will be operationally excellent. We will be operationally excellent. And we all, we did it. So that's how it all went down. And so it right. was really cool because you could actually see the change that you made have a bottom line impact on right. the company. Right. And what it does is it, financially, what it does is it impacts the balance sheet, which for those of you who are in the financial world, that's a really big deal. They're called balance sheet levers. And anything you can do to improve free cash flow by, for example, reducing your inventory by 80% or whatever. And so there's tools that a toolbox of things that you would use. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to go talk about those tools. Okay. One of them is called value stream mapping. Yep. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but it's, it's, it really involves a process of going and, and seeing you go see stuff and you write the process down, you write where all the inventory down, you write down how much time it takes, and then you go out and you do timings and how long it takes. And then all the operators are like, oh man, this is crazy. Yeah, you know, we don't want, we don't want, they're going to hear and oh, uh, they're here, they're stop watching me. Now this. I'm going to, I'm going to lose my job. It's, <laughs> right. it's, it's not good. It's like, and then the cameras come and I was like, oh, oh my word. And then they're, they're all getting nervous and everything. <clears throat> like in that one cell, that one work cell that I just told you that we leaned out, we did. We had 20 people in that work cell and there were a lot of people, not a 20. I can't, that was a total exaggeration. There were like five or six of them in there. Yeah. And we reduced it to literally two people. So you got a 50, 50% plus reduction. They were freed up to do other stuff. They weren't let go or anything like that. Yeah. So just trimming the fat, finding yeah. the, the, finding the waste. You can, yeah. Save money and yeah. Keeping all that inventory on hand uh, just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. So value stream mapping is one of those tools. And uh, so then there's also what they call a lean toolbox. Okay. Okay. And basically they're, they're operational jujitsu moves. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the, <laughs> the first karate chop, I'm just totally mixing everything up here. <laughs> jiu-jitsu, oh, like karate. Okay. okay the first well. karate chop is a word called Kaizen. And that is like rapid change. Okay. Okay. So you Kaizen something and there's a Kaizen process in there and it's really cool. You have a spreadsheet and you have all your Kaizen tools on there and that's really where you do all the timings and then you do what they call load leveling, which means uh, you take a look at the different steps of the process and the different people in the process and you say, okay, you don't need to have two pieces of labor over there. You don't need to have two pieces of labor over here. You, you only need to have one person do all, both of those. And sometimes right. if you don't think about it and plan it out and actually do the math and do the work, so many people just, they don't do the math. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yeah, that's one thing to yeah have an idea and think it's going to work well, but unless you're you got to do the math. Yeah. Did you see my new moniker on there? Theory guides. Yep. <laughs> um, what is it? Data decides. Yeah. I actually stole that. 
<laughs> okay, but I didn't really steal it. And I think I it's, told you that yeah, before. It came from Koltoff. It's semi-original. It's semi-original. Yeah. It came from uh, Professor I.M. Koltoff. And uh, yeah, so that was, he said, a theory guides experiment decides. And I thought it was just a little twist on it. Because we're data-driven, right? And that's really yeah. what we're talking about here. Absolutely. You have to have the right systems set in place so that you can help yourself in terms of understanding what your value-added labor is versus your non-value-added labor. Yep. We talked about that with IGW. We did our IGW podcast, right? If I take eight hours to do a one-hour process where my only value-added time is one-hour process, you should, the people who are your manager should actually know that. They should be in tune. Hey, it's right. taking Even though you might enjoy the seven hours that is non-value added. <laughs> yeah. It has to do with walking out the back door and everybody's eat, standing around and <laughs> smoking their cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, eating pancakes and things like that. I don't know about that, what's going on there, but the, yeah, eating pancakes or whatever. All right. So Kaizen is a secondary tool. Okay. Yeah. There's also other things that people just you know, normally would use like uh, what's called the FMEA, which is a failure mode analysis. Okay. Okay, to try to, you know, solve problem solve. And then that's linked up with this whole idea of Six Sigma. And uh, this, what the idea of Six Sigma is, it's a set of tools, mathematical statistical tools that, that you would use to really statistically show the, the capability of a process, yeah. whether or not there was uh, issues in identifying and solving issues and using measurement tools and measurement right. processes to do that. So, of course, the IGW is your IoT system for yeah. your facility. Anybody who's in Six Sigma should be really like, oh, yeah, sign me up. No, yeah. So... Anyway, so those are just some overviews of tools. And in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be really going through uh, a couple of those tools in more detail, specifically the value stream mapping, which I am a huge fan of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't believe what would happen if you actually, if you get up out of your chair and you just go walk the value stream. Just go walk it. You, why don't you yeah. just go try to take one, take one little molecule or one little a pile of bud and, and I'm going to follow that all the way through. Just see what happens. Yeah. And then think about what happens to the material and what happens to yeah. the information. You will find out the information flow is probably extremely challenging. How is that recorded and all that stuff? And uh, where is it recorded? Who records all it? Oh, you mean notebooks. you have that notebook? Where's yeah. that? What, what's the notebook? Oh, look at that. Oh, uh, oh, that notebook's filled. I can't use that one. We got to use a new one. So, yeah, <laughs> just put it. So they're writing it in the, the margins and corner down taking there. it in the corner. Yep. Whatever. But. Anyway, go walk the line. I think that's all for today. And uh, next time we will get into some very uh, gruesome details. Put on your hard hats and your elbow pads because we are going to get rough. We're going to get rough. There's going to be tables galore. Your eyes are just going to be like, bring your notebooks, bring your pads, uh, yeah, bring your pad. You make sure you bring at least two ballpoint pens because the, the first one's going to run out just from the copious notes that you're taking. And anyway, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us and uh, we'll check you next week.